This is so wizarding. This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 475 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts. They're both back this week, starting off with the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I could be a pirate. Maybe you already are. A butt pirate. Oh, snap. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis. Markellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the most recent live-action anime adaptation, One Piece. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? (laughs) Well... I guess we'll see. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Uh, Guys, you weren't here last week. You both went on exciting excursions. Aubrey, tell us where you were. I went to the first ever Nintendo Live in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Me and Noah actually won tickets. Yeah. They, they like announced that they were doing the first ever Nintendo Live and they asked people to enter for a chance to win tickets. So I was like, you know what, whatever, it's free to enter. So I did and, and we won. So I was really excited. My mom and my brother chipped in to make sure that we got to go. Um, they bought our plane tickets and the hotel and everything. And we spent the weekend in Seattle. Awesome. What did you do at the Nintendo thing? They had a whole bunch of stuff. They had um, the new Disney Illusions Island game. They had the new Super Mario Brothers Wonder game. You could play the new Breath of the Wild. You could play Pikmin. You could play uh, Pokemon. They had everything. You could play anything. Smash Brothers was up. Mario Kart, everything. They had Mario Kart tournaments, Smash Brothers tournaments, which we didn't enter. They had photo ops everywhere. You could take a photo with like any display that they had. So they had a Pikmin one, Animal Crossing, uh, Splatoon, a whole bunch of other stuff. They had some Pokemon. They had people dressed up as Pokemon. They had a, a Kirby. Somebody was dressed up as Kirby. We did a whole Animal Crossing photo op thing where we were with... Uh, Tom Nook and Isabel and then we got to go camping and then we were fishing and uh, so it, it was it was really cool we did I I mean no what do every single photo op there was wow. and then we played uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder together and that is really cool so I pre-ordered it it's really exciting um, he enjoyed it it's co-op too so it's, it's a lot of fun doing co-op for that awesome so it sounds like you had a good time uh, are you exhausted um yeah, i'm exhausted from other life things <laughs> <laughs> it's been a 
crazy couple weeks. I was unemployed and now I'm employed and um, it went really quick. So I had to go drop off all my stuff at my previous job and then my previous job wanted me back. So then I had to go pick up all my stuff at my previous slash current job. And so I did that today. I got all my stuff and I found out I'm missing some cords. So now I got to go back up there to the office again tomorrow. Barf. Um, yeah, it, it's like an hour and a half drive too, and the highway can be really shitty. It's traffic down here is a nightmare. I've heard that it's actually like the worst, the worst traffic in the country, and I don't doubt it. So, well, we're glad that you're back and that you had a good time. Mark Ellis Reagans, where the hell were you? I didn't go anywhere, I just sat at home and watched uh, football. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> I know I did my annual trip to Dragon Con uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia. Hotlanta, as they say. And uh, yeah, I had a good time. I did did the Dragon Con experience as best as I could with as little money as I had. (laughs) So uh, it was was great. I got to hit some friends. Uh, Brandon, the shapeshifter, was out and about. I ran into Brandon. We were on the same plane, actually, which was really cool to see him. Saw our buddy Calvin, friend of the show. He had a bunch of different costumes. Uh, I only got a chance to see a couple of them, uh, but he was out and about doing a thing. A friend of the show, Tim Jones, wanted me to stop by and say hi to one of uh, one of his um, comic strip friends, and uh, his name is Robert Pulp. So I stopped by to see him. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Uh, Dragon Con is a an experience that's hard to describe. It's one of those things that you have to do it. Uh, you have to be in the middle of it to really experience it. But I survived lots of walking. My steps counter went through the freaking roof. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Got, glad to be back along amongst the uh, podcasting uh, world, so to speak. <laughs> so was there any crazy raves or parties that you went to? Of course there was. There was crazy raves all over the place. I did not go to any of them. <laughs> I said I was going to have a much more relaxed and calm Dragon Con, and I did. Uh, the crappiest thing that happened was uh, the Waffle House that I've been going to for years. Uh, I was there when they opened, which wasn't that long ago, but they closed down. Oh, no. no. I didn't get any Waffle House. There was there was the one that I usually go to. They were closed. And they're like, oh, visit our other locations. And it was like, I don't know, like eight blocks away from where I just was. So, yeah, that was it. I mean, I had a good time. I bought one indie comic book because I'm that guy. Uh, Went to the Firefly party, went to the K-pop dance party, dressed up as Shepard Book, dressed up as Bun DMC, uh, did the Black Geeks of Dragon Con photo shoot, did all of the things that I normally do. All right. We're glad you guys are back. We're happy to have you back. Thank God the team is back together. But huge shout out to Anna and Stu for helping us hold down the fort last week. I'm really upset you guys didn't get to see Bottoms. Um, I would have really liked to hear your reactions to it. But maybe someday when it's streaming, you'll check it out and let me know what you thought. As for myself, you know, it's just been a quiet week of work, 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 work. I really haven't done much. I, I picked up a ton of hours at my second job this week. And... We had our fantasy football draft earlier in the week. So like there really has not been a day where I haven't had stuff going on. So it's been a hell of a week. It's just been nonstop. I'm looking forward to 
maybe a month from now when I can finally sit down and take a breath. <laughs> but we're having fun. We're doing big things. But you know what? Enough about us. Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? All right, we are back. All right, guys, it's time for us to talk about the new live action anime. Anime is an important part of our culture. Adaptation from Netflix. Uh, this is One Piece. It is a uh, anime about pirates in a manga about them. As always, before we get started, we're going to go non-spoiler. Then we're going to drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, you'll at least know what we thought. The rest, you can stick around for some more discussion. But before we get into it, Mark, have you ever read or watched One Piece? No, I watched one episode. I watched the first episode before I started watching the show. And that's okay. it. All right. Any particular reason or it's just not your thing? Uh, no one asked me to <laughs> <laughs> or told me to. So I didn't see the reason to. Right. And who the hell has time to watch things that aren't related to the podcast? Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's why I haven't watched Ahsoka yet. All right. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Aubrey Litchfield, you are uh, more in line with people who watch anime and read manga. Have you ever experienced One Piece before? I started One Piece, but then I never watched too much of it. Um, I think Noah honestly has watched more One Piece than me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched too much. It's on my to-do list of things to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it. All right. All right. Well, I can uh, assure you guys I have never watched a second of One Piece, and I've never read a page of the manga. 
<laughs> I was going into this one blind. Um, you know, and like Mark said, it's one of those things where we aren't doing it on the podcast. So it's hard to find time to just watch things that are for leisure. And as far as I remember, there's like over a thousand episodes. Well, it's time for that. <laughs> Someone does. I mean, obviously people do, but you know, it's the same boat as like Dragon Ball for me. Like I'm never going to be able to watch all of it. It's just not going to happen. It seems like something I might like, but I'm never going to have time to watch it. So it's just not going to happen. And yeah, I just never read or experienced. I know what it is. I've seen the merchandise and I've seen cosplay and blah, 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 blah. I just never really experienced it. So we were all kind of going in blind, but we all checked it out on Netflix. And the only thing left to do is to find out what we thought. Markellis Reagan's. What did you think of One Piece Netflix? What did I think of One Piece? I only watched the first few episodes and I loved it so far. It actually made me want to watch the the full anime. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? Uh, But the show itself, so far so good. I'm only about four episodes in. Awesome. Aubrey Litchfield, what did you think of One Piece? Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it. I think I have a really hard time accepting live action anime or live action video game movies, live action video game TV shows, like anything that's turned from animation to live action. I have a really hard time with it and I don't genuine, I don't generally enjoy it as much as the animated versions. So I'm, it kind of feels gross to me. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, like it. This isn't right. I don't like this. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Wow. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, got a chance to watch it. Um. I I actually really really liked it. <laughs> In the same boat as Mark. Sorry, Aubrey. You're on a lonely island. You're alone uh, on the pirate island there by yourself. Because uh... <laughs> I feel like I am a lot. It's okay. Uh, I thought this was enjoyable. I thought it was probably the best live action anime thing we've seen. I'm trying to think of any live action anime things that have been good and I'm coming up at a loss. So <laughs> it's light years better than uh, Death Note, the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, Cowboy Bebop wasn't that bad. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop was okay, but I think this is better than Cowboy Bebop. So, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really cool. You know, I, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't have a frame of reference for what I'm watching. So I'm just watching it flat out as kind of a uh, stylized action show. And for what it was, it was enjoyable. So we're all over the place again, <laughs> as to be expected. So the only thing left to do is to spoil it. Let's spoil one piece. Let's get a little deeper dive on the discussion. Marcellus Reagan's drop the drop. Let's spoil. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Time to spoil One Piece. We are in spoilers. We're going to start with things that we liked. Aubrey, you didn't like much. Is there anything you did like about this show? I I like the premise. I like, you know, it's, it's not like a over the top idea uh like when we watched uh, live action full metal alchemist like that's very hard to turn into live action this was at least a little bit easier it had kind of a game of thronesy feel to it in a sense I mean, not like 
too crazy. I don't know why it feels like Game of Thrones, honestly. And maybe it's just the exploration and the desert and everything kind of reminds me of uh, the, I can't even remember where they are, but um, kind of reminds me of that. And definitely a lot less doggy style sex. In it, though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. But and I do think it was, it was probably one of the easier animes to turn into live action. Cause it's not super outlandish. Like some animes are like, how would you ever turn this into live action and make it look good? I feel like this was their best bet at turning an anime into live action and do, and making it look good. It does look good. And it's, it's not horrible to watch. So, well, Put that on the front of the Blu-ray box. It's not horrible to watch, <laughs> says Arby Litchfield. So was her podcast. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you? I thought the performances were actually really good. I didn't recognize any of these actors, any of the main crew. Uh, so as I'm watching this show, I'm thinking, okay, these are these are the characters. I don't have anything else to compare their performances to. So. Yeah, you know, like Aubrey was saying, it is tough to make a live action adaptation of an anime. There are certain rules that you have to bend uh, to kind of appease both both audiences. I thought Cowboy Bebop kind of stumbled. They got part of it right, but they stumbled on a lot of the on the things that would make a non anime fan enjoy the show. This one, I think they leaned into the fact that this is a live action cartoon, uh, but we're also going to take all of the, the serious dramatic elements of the cartoon stuff that, you know, stuff that's enriching, but isn't really like at the forefront of a show and really emphasize that and kind of balance the whole thing out. So I think it actually works. I, I compared to cowboy bebop and compared to um, full metal alchemist, I think this one really found the right, groove regarding being a live action anime and i you know like i said i'm looking forward to seeing what happens because if if it's a thousand episodes you know the story has got to be rich (laughs) awesome yeah from what i've heard online from people that have read or watched most of it the first season doesn't even cover the best parts at all so there's a lot allegedly coming in season two and then what would be a season three and four that is supposed to be like mind-blowing like nice. red red wedding level stuff um, <laughs> to keep the Game of Thrones comparison. I don't know if it's like that level of like violence or anything, but like that level of like game changing stuff. And I don't want to know what it is because I'll I want to watch it. But yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'll agree with you, Mark. I liked the cast quite a bit. Um, the only person I recognized was uh, Emily Rudd as Nami, who was also in the Fear Street movies on Netflix, which neither of you guys watched. <laughs> uh Wait, I think. Wait, is that the the ones that was like it takes place in different years? Yeah, yeah, I did watch that. Okay, um, so she was in those, and then uh, the guy that played the clown, yeah, was on Agents of Shield. Remember, he was like oh, okay. uh, he was like Star Lord at home. Do you remember that character? <laughs> you know what I'm talking I, about. I try to wipe all of Agents of Shield out of my. How brain. dare you? <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> You have no. Do you remember that character? Uh, kind of. If I scratched the the depths of my memory of that show, yeah, I do kind of remember him. All right, and then we're also in spoilers, but I don't know how far you guys watch, so I'm not going to say it. But the guy that leads the um Marines, the the older guy that's uh like the head of the Marine School, 
he was in 300. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But other than the, that, the young kid, the young kid that wanted to be the Marine, the one that started off with the pirates, that kid yeah. was from um, Evil Dead Rise. He was the, oh, the shit. kid that opened yeah, up was. the book. <laughs> the dumbass. Oh, he's in, so in every, everything, he's just a fuck up. It ruins <laughs> things for the uh, heroes, I guess. Exactly. Good job, bro. He's typecast already. <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought the cast was great. Um, I Like I said, I don't know the anime or the manga. So um, just based on looking at pictures of it, everybody looks like they should look, which is to me is great. Uh, that would be a big worry for me uh, if I was a fan of those other versions of this would be what's it going to look like, right? Are we going to get Dragon Ball Evolution where <laughs> Goku uh, is played by some guy with like a bunch of hair gel in? Like, no, they, they went all out. They made everybody look like they were supposed to look. So that was great. Um, Emily Rudd as Nami, uh, guys. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh God! Wait, is this another potential woman crush in a year? It sure is. And according <laughs> to uh, according to Wikipedia, she's thirty years old. The fuck out of here! So it is one hundred percent okay for me to say <laughs> that she is uh, she's a healthy young woman who you may be hearing more about in January when we reveal our women crush of the year. But my God, Nami is waifu material, and uh, that was great. Love to see it. Um, and, you know, I just, I liked the, I thought the action sequences were really good. Zoro has a lot of really cool sword fights in it. Um, there's one where he fights two pirate henchmen in the mansion. I think it's episode four. Um, that one was really good and well shot. Uh, I liked when he was fighting the Marines in the bar. They just give him a really cool, like, badass entrance. So, like, mm-hmm. they, they do a really good job of establishing the characters. And, it, it just was really well shot for action scenes on a Netflix show. You know, I was, yeah. I was surprised. I was really surprised that that was, was something that was watchable. It wasn't blurry or anything. I thought the stretching for uh, Luffy was really good. And especially because we've seen stretching and stuff and it looks like absolute garbage. But what is the like last thing we saw that had like stretching in it? Like fantastic Four: rise of silver surfer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm legitimately trying to think like what was the last time we saw it in a major production and that might be it, but it's, it's funny that they, they took those powers away from Miss Marvel because it would look stupid, but then they were able to do it here and it looks perfectly fine. I don't know, maybe tone wise, it's something different. I'm not sure, but yeah, I thought it went really well. I, I liked his goofy, like stretching and things like that. And I just, I just had an enjoyable time. The cast was good. The story was good. And you know, it's something to watch. I was I was hitting next episode as much as I could within the amount of sleep that I had for the day. So mm-hmm. I think that's the best ringing endorsement I can give it is I didn't watch one episode and go, oh, Christ, I got to watch this for the fucking podcast and like force myself to watch through it. <laughs> um, I, I was definitely hitting next over and over and over again. It was 100 uh, percent something I was I was interested in watching. I was invested in watching. And I don't know how expensive it was. Clearly, it was expensive, but every penny is on the screen. Everything looks fucking great, like right out of the pictures I've seen from the other media. And they've got boats and they're on water and like there, there's no expense spared here. I was really actually surprised that we said that the, the way it looks is as accurate as it is. Uh, I think maybe they've learned their lesson at this point <laughs> after Death Note and some of Cowboy Bebop and, um, you know, I know we like to shit on Full Metal Alchemist, but that was a Japanese production, you know, same thing with the Attack on Titan movies, like, 
those were Japanese productions. Uh, I don't know how big the budgets were on those. I don't, I think they, they did their best <laughs> for what they had, but um, you know, for bigger budget stuff like Dragon Ball or Death Note, I think, and, and Cowboy Bebop somewhat, I think they really learned their lesson and we're just like, we're going to make this exactly like the anime as much as humanly possible. And I know the creator was involved a lot and had a lot of like veto and final say on stuff. Oh, that's cool. So if they wanted to make stupid changes, like Luffy is going to be played by Ryan Gosling and he doesn't have stretch powers, for example, like he can be like, no, <laughs> not <laughs> happening. So uh, perfect. So, you know, those were the things I really liked about it. But Aubrey, you did not like this very much at all. So the floor is yours. Please tell us what you didn't like. Uh, it just. And if you say Nami, know. you're out of the podcast. It just, it just wasn't like, um, it didn't keep me in and it didn't keep me wanting to watch. It was very, I don't want to say it wasn't action packed because it did have a lot of action, but there was just a lot of talking and dialogue scenes in Mm -hmm. it too, which made it really hard to want to watch it, especially when you are so burnt out on everything else and burnt out on like, you know, you you just want to watch something that captivates you and, and draws your attention in. And I feel like as nice as this is looking wise, it lacks in certain aspects. Like it just, it isn't, it doesn't keep you on your toes. At least in my opinion, it doesn't keep you wanting to, to watch the next episode to see what's going to happen. It feels like it doesn't, it doesn't have that cliffhanger. Right. And I was just going to ask you if that was because it's something that I'm going to bring up, too. But if you felt it was too monster of the week ish where, okay, we go to a town and fight a clown. okay, we go to a town and the rich lady that runs the harbor has something going on. okay, we go to a town in this like over and over and over again. While there's an overarching story that it's not super cliffhangery from it. But this episode, it's almost as if it was adapted from an anime that was a half an hour kids TV show. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't keep you wanting to like it doesn't it doesn't have that binge factor. Like you could be okay watching an episode today and you're not going to want to immediately watch the second episode because you want to know what happens. Like you could walk away and be like, "Oh, I'll just watch it again tomorrow." There's not that binge factor to it and it, and it doesn't give you the reaction of a binge factor like you don't have that that need to watch more and and so that kind of you know we've had so many good shows lately that have that binge factor that it kind of makes it hard to finish because you want to go do the dishes and, and finish other things first you're like okay that was cool click um <laughs> So that's the exact opposite of what I just said, because I I was watching a couple episodes at a time. But I will agree with you where it was never because of I can't shut it off. Like there's shows like that, like The Shield or Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. If you're binging them and something happens at the end of the episode and you're like, shit, I got to stay up another another 58 minutes. Whereas this didn't have it. I was just enjoying watching it, but I didn't have that. Oh my God, I can't go to bed. Oh my God, it's 3.45 in the a.m. So. Yeah, yeah. like I had that with, with certain shows recently and that one just, it didn't have it. And again, like the translation of uh, animation to live action, it, it's really tough. So um, Luffy is like in the anime, of course he's a kid because they're all 
always kids in animes. And in this one, he's like an adult. And so his personality doesn't translate as well over for me, at least. He just seems very immature. And I don't know if I really buy that for what he does. It makes sense in an anime because that's how all animes are. But live action, it kind of seems a little stupid. All right. All right. I guess we'll let you have your opinion. It's okay to be wrong, but it's okay. Um, Marcellus Reagans, anything you did not like about this show? You know, it's really hard to say things that I didn't like without completing the entire show. Uh, But something that, and it's really nitpicky, but the character of Kobe, who's the kid that wants to be a Marine, you know, they do a really good job of introducing these these two characters, him and Luffy, together, and you think they're going to be like best friends. And then it's like very clear that that Kobe's going to be a Marine and Luffy's going to be a pirate. Uh, they each have their goals, and you know that it's going to be eventually they're going to go head to head. Eventually they're going to come face to face. And I feel like in show, so far in the show, it feels like they're really trying hard to keep Kobe in the story, mm-hmm. you know, from the other side of the story. Like, you know, it, it seems like this, the plot is bending over backwards to keep his storyline going to get them to that point. And I'm not sure if in the anime is a little bit more spaced out and they're trying to condense it because they have fewer episodes. But every time there's a Cody, a scene with Cody, I'm like, oh, here we go. He's he's his storyline is going to immediately fast track him to to come face to face with Luffy. And I, I, I think a slower build would, would have been cooler. But again, they're probably rushing it for something. And then by the time we get to the end of the of the season, it could mean something else. Uh, but so far, in the beginning, that's the only thing that, that really kind of stands out. But everything else, I think, is great. Considering it's a Netflix show, uh, you know, the choreography isn't amazing. It's not like John Wick level stuff. No. But it's still pretty, pretty good. It's actually better than what I would. It's better than Iron Fist. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's better than the gray man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there there isn't really a lot that I don't like. Uh, I, I, I will agree with Aubrey with the fact that the show is not binge worthy, uh, but based on other animes that I've watched, I like that, that concept of here's the episode. Each episode is its own episode. You know what I mean? Like it starts and it ends. And then when the next episode starts, you're on a whole new adventure that felt very comforting to me watching this adventure. So I don't, I don't need it to be a binge fest. I think episodic adventures works great for me, especially in this, this show. So you you're a fan of like Sailor Moon, where every episode a new store opens in town. The owner is actually an alien who wants to steal everyone's love, hope, and emotion. They defeat her. Everyone stands around and laughs, and we're reset right at the bat at the beginning, of the next episode. You know, I've never noticed that before until you just now mentioned it. I'm just like, why would anyone in Sailor Moon's town ever go to a new business that's just opened? <laughs> Every single one of them is somebody trying to murder you or steal your love and emotions. So, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, why would anyone go to Thea's nightclub in Arrow? <laughs> Besides the fact that Thea was a very healthy woman. Um, My goodness. But like that's where everything happens ninjas attack there it blows up there's fucking super villains there like why would you go there <laughs> there's no other club in town okay anyway <laughs> uh things i didn't like about it uh there wasn't enough nami in the show no i'm kidding um 
man, there, it, uh, there's not much to, uh, okay. There's not, <laughs> yeah, there's not much to nitpick on this one. I just, I thought it was very enjoyable, but I will agree with Aubrey. And, and like I said a little bit earlier, I agree with Aubrey. It's not, and that sounds bad to say it's not binge watchable makes it sound bad, but it's, that's not a bad thing. It's just a different type of show. It's, it's like Mark said, almost like a throwback to an older show where, you know, you watch Airwolf and then <laughs> next week, you know, Airwolf is having another adventure. You don't have, you're not going to sit down and watch 86 episodes of Airwolf in three days because you have to know what happens next. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? Does anyone even fucking know what Airwolf is out there? Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, unfortunately. Okay, good. Because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, hey, man, Ernest Borgnine was, was, was the man. Yeah. Um, but it, it has that kind of feel to it. But there's still there's still a bit of an overarching story. It's just not as focused on that. You know what I mean? It's all about like we're gonna go into the grand whatever it is. I can't remember the Grand Canal or whatever, and we're gonna look for the One Piece, and that's the main thrust of the story. But they're having it's like watching a show about side quests. <laughs> yeah, like, they're having side quests along the way to get to their adventure. Uh, maybe the next season is a little more focused on an overarching story, but I, I'll agree. I did like that, but it, it, it's definitely something I agree with Aubrey on that. It, it was not binge worthy where I was sitting there desperately hitting next episode, next episode. Um, and I will also, I will agree with you, Mark, that uh, I don't know what it was. The, it was probably the, the Kobe storyline. I don't dislike it. I don't dislike the actor. I don't dislike the idea of what's happening because obviously there it looks at least to me. I don't again we didn't none of us have read the manga or the, seen the anime, but like they're setting them up as two sides of the same coin. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to eventually go head to head. Blah blah blah. It just felt like the Straw Hat crew was so engaging and interesting, and the things yep. they were doing were awesome. <laughs> yep. To then. S- Every time we cut to Kobe's story, it felt like the whole show ran into a brick wall. <laughs> and I feel bad because I know that this is eventually, I'm sure, going to be important. But it just felt like, like, I don't care about this. And it's not interesting. <laughs> it's mm. just like he's playing chess with the uh, Grandmaster or he's like talking to people in rooms or you know, like right. his story is so different. And it's not as interesting as, you know. Luffy and Zoro and Nami are fighting a clown whose body can disengage from itself. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's way more interesting than whatever's happening to Kobe. <laughs> so, Kobe. <laughs> I think it's because Kobe himself is, he's not that engaging of a character. Like he's, he's definitely a specific type. And the beauty of that is eventually we're going to get to see him blossom until, you know, a cool ass, cool, good guy or a bad guy. Uh, but watching him as like the young kind of insecure version that that isn't an engaging character. And when you stop the rest of the show to show him, it's like, let's get back to the let's get back to the, the stretchy stuff. Yeah, I'm, I think I would have been fine with the character more if he was just part of the main crew. Yeah, but having to keep breaking off away from them to be part of whatever his story is, where you can't, which goes back to Aubrey's point, where you, the the overarching story isn't a hundred percent clear. I mean, we know what it is; they're looking for the one piece, but right. it's not like we're like, oh, 
we need to go to the side story with such and such person on Game of Thrones because they are plotting against what this person's, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of see the pieces there while you're watching it. Whereas here it's just like, well, okay, eventually this will be something, right? Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's really nitpicky and that's really about it. And it's not even that bad. I just think that that it's a different type of show. And that was probably really the only, only downside I had to it. Um, you know, big question, Aubrey, are you going to watch a season two? Uh, you're going to make me, are you? Uh, it's, it's very possible. If I, if I have to watch it on my own, probably not. But if I have to watch it for the podcast, I guess so. Well, the good news is with the writers and actors on strike, it might be 2026 before we get another season. So maybe we won't even have a podcast by then. I know that's still going on, isn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> except, except for Drew Barrymore's talk show, but yeah. <laughs> Marcellus Reagans, are you in on season two? Uh, well, considering I haven't even finished season one yet, uh, I'm going to say yes, uh, because I, I think I read somewhere that the end of season one is really good. Like the last couple episodes are are really good. So if the show is going to get better, then yeah, I'm definitely down for season two. Yeah, I am 100% down for a season two. Uh, just like I had just earlier said, I don't know when that's going to be now because <laughs> of everything going on. Um, if the damn studio, especially like if the studios would just pay the fucking people, then we can get product back out there. But Netflix, I guess, is probably the worst of all of them. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, ir- the irony is, you know, they could end the strike and pay the people, but then one piece is going to look like Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully, uh, they, they can switch out the actors with fucking uh, Robbie Amell as Luffy now. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I'm all in for a season two and three and four. But, uh, Mark, are you going to try to read the manga or watch the anime? Not a chance will I read the manga. Um, <laughs> there is a, you know, in doing a little research on One Piece, I saw that there's, you know, there's the TV show, but there's a lot of animated movies, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I was not aware of. So yeah, I would definitely watch some of the animated movies, um, but I'm not going to watch. I don't think I'm going to watch the whole show. Aubrey, any chance you're going to check out the manga or the anime? Not might. Um, I'm, I'm more likely to watch the anime, honestly. Well, I'm not going to watch or read either one. Uh, I did realize there are a bunch of those movies, Mark, because I was hoping that I could log one piece on Letterboxd, but you can't. So. You can't log the TV show in there? No. Oh no! It's bullshit. Like Letterbox <laughs> is weird because sometimes you can log TV shows on there and sometimes you can't. So it's yeah, like, you can do like Obi Wan Kenobi, right? But you cannot do One Piece. So who knew? Who knew? But yeah, I'd be down for that. So the only thing left to do is to give it a score, zero to five. Five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for One Piece on Netflix? I'm gonna give it a uh, a three point five. It's not bad. It's just it's not binge worthy, and that kind of sucks. Marcellus Ray. In a world of cowboy bebop <laughs> and Dragon Ball Evolution, uh, the fact that this is actually like entertaining, even for people who didn't watch the anime, I think this show works as a show itself, as a pirate show. Uh, I'm gonna give this a four out of five. I think it's really solid from what I've seen so far, and I I think it holds up. Awesome. You know, I was nervous because, I mean, while I liked Cowboy Bebop, I, I, I don't think it was great, but I liked it. But here we were again with another live action 
series anime adaptation on Netflix where the main female character was quite attractive and who knows what we're going to get, but I agree with Mark. I am at a four out of five. I am really enjoying this and I'm hoping against hope we can get another season sooner rather than later, because if we got a thousand episodes to cover, from the anime, these kids are going to be like, they're going to make the stranger kids, stranger things kids look like uh, kindergartners by the time this is done. <laughs> but that's it. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Uh, I haven't been watching much, but I think I recommended this not too long ago with the Righteous Gemstones. I just finished it. And it is hilarious. It's it's got Danny McBride. It's about the super mega churches, and it's just it's really funny. Awesome, Marcellus Reagans, deliver the the final message from yourself <laughs> with uh, some recommendations. Uh, it's keeping in the vein of the live action adaptations. If you have Disney Plus and you did not get a chance to go see The Little Mermaid in the theaters, it is now streaming on Disney+. And you can see how how they are able to somehow remake the exact same movie. <laughs> I mean, like, dialogue, scenes, everything is, like, exactly the same. But still figure out a way towards the end to add a little bit something different. So, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's an experiment. And adaptations, uh, one that uh, luckily One Piece didn't follow, but you can judge for yourself. The Little Mermaid live action on Disney+. Plus. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our video on YouTube and our Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam has started dropping some of our Road to New York Comic Con videos. So we'll be interviewing some cool creatives. We're going to be at that big con coming up next month. So you can check them out, see what they're all about. Maybe if you're going, you might want to find them there too. And our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is our podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content as well. I will recommend... Uh, you go to the movie theater and see Bottoms because uh, it needs to make money because it was really good. Um, and that's really it. That's all I got. <laughs> I haven't really done much the last week. Watch football, play fantasy, uh, bet on DraftKings. Um, that's that's really all I got. <laughs> and what are we doing next week? I honestly have no idea. So we were going to do the Outlaw Johnny Black. I was really excited about it. Right. And if you don't know what that is, um, it's basically everyone that made uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, probably my top 20 of all time, Black Dynamite, um, made a, a new movie, and it's a Western instead of a karate movie. But it's you thought Bottoms wasn't playing anywhere? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> the closest this is playing to me and Mark is probably like over an hour away in each yeah. direction, and it's just not going to fucking happen. So <laughs> if it expands wider and it's closer, we will review it, or we might just have to hold on until it's on streaming, and then we'll do it then. But we'll figure something out. We're going to watch something. So <laughs> come on back. But that is going to do it for episode number 475 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Goodbye. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Rick. 
I'm starting to get a little bit worried for uh, Netflix's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender live-action show. Cause... <laughs> ain't never coming out. Yee, tight, tight, tight. Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey. We took a bite of gum gum. Just like a samurai and a L-A-D-Y Nami's not shy Usopp's doing that marksman thing Sanji's cooking Chopper's doctoring Dio, Dio, Dio Oh, 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 oh,